0: Okay, let's begin with the two very important points. First of all, um, Zev Roth, who heard the shear, I guess, within an hour after you uploaded it. He's in Beit Shemesh, I believe. So first, he, uh, I was asking for a source. He says it's the official art scroll biography of Rebellion from 1999. So I guess the resurface was Chay but that's, that's good. That's, uh, it's official, and it's important because there are people claiming that Rabeliah held you should go around feeding all the cats, which is clearly the point that I was trying to make last night. It had very little to do with that. It had to do with a particular shibud to that uh, cat or whatever Gilgul he saw in that cat. It's ironic we quoted on the Navi Sunday. He's the one who went uh, to ask for a brach of Misfar Samas. And Svazem says, You don't need a bracha, you have And he said, I want a bracha from somebody who knows that I had Gili Elio. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there were some deeper things in this cat that uh, we don't know about. But we'll leave that for the Kabbalah Seder tonight at 1 a.m. The second comment he had, which I thought was very interesting, is when do we get to learn in Yanabe Samikdash? He said, He's not sure it ties in. But there was one room in the Beis HaMittish that was named after the actions and not the donations of a non-Kosher person. Rashi HaChemesh mentions the Parva room of the Beis HaMittish, which is named after a an non-Jew named Parva, who tried to tunnel into the Beis HaMittish to observe the Avodah, and they caught him and they executed him. He meant, well, uh, Zar that w- walks into the Beis is going to be in trouble. Since he had such a lofty yearning, they named the room after him. So he was wondering if this might be where the term parv comes from. I <laughs> have to ask the Yiddish linguists over here. Uh, interesting. Since he did an evil action with lofty intentions, any in-between case, like it's not flesh, it's not milchics. Uh So I assume, Zev, you said that half tongue-in-cheek since it is Hanukkah and almost perm uh, no it, it's it's not a bad Havimita I just they executed him so I think the message is that the road to Gehenna is paved with good intentions and if you meant well that counts for something I guess the LMM is but doesn't mean we're not going to uh, give out an Yiddish so I think your pshat has a possibility I have no idea whether the Yiddish uh, expression came from there but any of our listeners can either investigate or ask their grandparents. Probably more familiar with the language, you can let me know. No, it's a good thing for you to investigate. No? They spoke uh, German, Yiddish, something? Okay, I thought that was an interesting comment. Wants to talk about wombs named after people and gates named after people. Okay, this I'm going to mention now because I hope to, probably in three weeks, within the Chagga season, as they do yearly, I'd like to point out some new and improved Avadazar Shaylas. That always come up whenever you think you're finished. Each one has a fascinating twist. So I'll save that for the end of December. I uh, have some lined up already. Yakovino has a fascinating one where uh, you'll see it. I have it in the cubby over there. I hope nobody steals it. Babi Asabalna, anyway, but it's a little getchka, and we'll uh, see how the Shaila came in. He, he's asking me, are we going to speak about it? I said, these things go at the end of December, and we will get fascinating Shaila. They're all different. Uh, so it gives you a chance to learn a few Sifim and Hochazar and Yeredea. We'll get to that uh, later. This can't wait. I think somebody mentioned something like this, but it, these things are, are so off that I try to forget about them. I'm not criticizing the person who sent in the Shailah. I'm not going to mention his name, because he mentions a relative who asked about it, but he's a good guy. That's why he's asking the Shailah. One of my sisters said that they want to do a Hanukkah gift swap for all the children. Facing the camera. Okay. It's a good thing you're into security, Tzadik. <laughs> if you weren't in that branch, we'd all be in much bigger trouble. So You could tell what he does for a living. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's to his shvach. And his sister didn't mean harm. Uh, if anybody figures out who's, who this is. And they're not going to figure it out because these shaylas come in from various continents. So one of my sisters, enough disclaimers, one of my sisters said they want to do a Hanukkah gift swap for all our children, all the cousins, she found a website online where you enter everyone's names and it randomly assigns a gift recipient to each cousin. So far, what do I know? You know, if you want to make an even playing field and not cause jealousy in Kinna, we're, we're for that. Suddenly, in precious Vayeshev, the accent is You know, we're, we're into why cause jealousy, Lahavdal. Uh, and uh, the problem is that he knew this is just like the Secret Santa tradition, where people in a group, such as a family, cl- uh, school, class, or workplace, are all assigned a random partner for whom they have to purchase a gift. And this is like a holiday tradition by the Gaim. So this belongs to the end of December also, but we couldn't wait because this is not the first time. It was years ago somebody mentioned something. I don't think they called it Secret Santa, but he said, no, no, this is Secret the Farish. It's Secret, so, Secret Maccabee. But that's, like, that's sort of like goes against the whole purpose of Hanukkah. <laughs> if you're going to import violations of Chuk Hoseim and of Azzar, Hanukkah is the worst time to do it. It's never good. But Hanukkah, due to its juxtaposition, where it is in the year, that's already, as we spent much time on in the Chuk sugya, with the gift-giving that has gone out of control. But if you're starting, if you're cutting and pasting a secret Santa, and I commend all the people who are listening, uh, who are going to send me emails, who's Santa? So... I have no idea, but, uh, <laughs> if you have that, but if you have that expression somewhere in the advertising, uh, that's going to be an issue. It's unbelievable. So um, he asked me, is this a problem? And the answer is yes. And I'm very meek when it comes to Shalom Bayez. I told him he should call his sister and say we're not doing this. And he did, and she agreed. So it had a nice ending. It's pretty horrific that there are, I don't know if they're film websites, or they're Jewish websites, who are pushing this for Hanukkah. Okay? If you try to sell presents, it would be better to cause jealousy so everybody buys something nicer. So I'm not sure what they're accomplishing, but I guess, you know what they say, if you have more bakers selling rolls, you end up selling more rolls in general, so I guess they're hoping to do volume. It's pretty atrocious. I'm not blaming you. this. This didn't know. How would you know? But this is um, a tradition. I'm not saying it goes back to the Galochim in the 1500s. It's probably an American guys, but it's a holiday tradition of a different holiday and a different religion. So That's a problem. Presents. What? Wrapping presents and doing this and having everything else but a tree is a big problem. The fact that you don't have a tree doesn't make it kosher. So giving at a- no, so you weren't. Uh, I ain't shum. We have a, a good twenty, thirty shirm on this. It's motor. There was there was a minig of Hanukkah gelt, and then I guess cash was cheap, and you want to show your real care, so you buy a train set instead. And I'm not sure what the connection is, uh, but if you start wrapping it, and then it goes on If you wrap it and put onto the menorah, and you wake up in the morning, and you find it, we're all in big trouble. Okay, well, let's put it that way. Not that I know anything about these things, but there is a there is a limit. And all this is imported. That's a, that's a problem. So we have to remind ourselves every year, once a year, this whole thing took three minutes, but I'm glad he asked. The other things, when we get to Yaakov's um, uh, pseudo-gethkes uh, and pointers, which I promise we'll get to. Not yours, you don't own it. You can't own it. If it's a no, it doesn't have bailes. So <laughs> you couldn't own it anyway. But we'll, uh, we'll get to it. This is the uh, Negev to and we have to... Okay, if you're all sitting down, you thought that was Peledic, this I was not prepared for, and that's what always, never, always, and never ceases to amaze me. I'm astounded by this one. Uh, but this is the beauty of the sugya: is that the sugya is a lot more no than you think. So, actually, so I think I'm going to do this right because it's the second one. Normally, they don't mind if I quote. Uh, matter of fact, many of them say it's good for Shalom Bayis and the wife, the wife uh, Sheps Nachas and so, yeah, normally it's good for the Jews. Uh, these two, uh, this one Beferish, he started off. I don't want to be quoted. So, my wife decorated cookies. This is going back on just the sugir we finished last week about design Eichlin and how to be extra careful with Eichlin, especially bread, especially mazayn S'akoyin to Yashiv, but this would go if it, were, if it were Winkies. Whatever food it is, you'll see in a moment what we're talking about. This is going to be a huge issue. And it's so bad that... Because of the fact that i 'm sure it was picked up from Goyim. it 's relatively new, but a firm person wouldn 't think of this because intuitively, even if you never learned this sugya about Tashkis and design and be like we 're doing, but intuitively there 's something wrong with this, so intuitively that a cursory check i', I never heard of this thing you 're all getting very nervous in suspense here I... Just, I have about a minute, a minute and a half, to look at what it is and a couple of comments. And the few goyim who I saw commenting were aghast that there could be such a ridiculous minig. So what is the minig? Custom. My wife, he's asking because his wife is in the business. My wife makes decorated cookies and cakes. That's her business. Nothing wrong with that. That's Enoch Shabbos, Enoch Hanukkah, Gavaldi. The last few years, there's a new custom, he says minig, but that's in quotes, by some Americans newly married, they order a smash cake. Anybody ever hear this? You're the donut on the wall, man. Not you, I mean, you're the one who... This goes along with this, this twice in one week. They order a smash cake for the baby's first birthday, so I was getting nervous because I never heard of a smash cake, but I was hoping and praying it doesn't mean what it sounds like. I was unfortunately very disappointed. This is a very creamy decorated cake which they order and which they put in front of the one-year-old to smash... And there's normally a photographer to capture the simcha. The simcha of uh, oh, this is mashafen b'daim. The, the kid doesn't know it's flying. He's not interested in smashing this cake. So he, I, I, he further told me not in this email. I, I asked a few people. They said they actually pushed the baby into it. Like that's already al-Khaim. They should be arrested for that. And they're putting the hands in. And this is mashafen b'daim. You're, you're it's not treif, but you're causing the baby to violate Baal tashchis and b'zayin and um, they're taking pictures of this. I'm not sure how appetizing the rest of the cake is after the baby is finished with it, which means it's not appetizing at all, and this whole thing is going in the garbage. Is this common in the USA? The is from to and his wife is obviously making the... I don't want to give too many remember cameras. Whatever, he's from to Let's leave it at that. Uh, is this mutter? The answer is it's absolutely usher, and if people are doing it a gig, they're good people, but that's the beauty of this sugya, is you these things come up. I never would have imagined... Um, is a mitzvah for the parents and to make such a cake for them. The Lifnever, Shaila I dealt with him separately, but uh, this is horrible. The kid, you have a gigantic cake. The other thing, the kid might eat one percent of it if he gets some on his lips and they get some good shots, or they stick his hand in forcefully and bring it to his lips to get some good shots. He's making uh, mincemeat of the cake. there has got to be a better expression for cakes. And this is classic B'zayin Eichlin. You're taking Eichlin, and you're smushing it around, and it's all over the table and the walls and the chairs, and this is supposed to be a one-year-old birthday party. Why would a one-year-old want to do Averis than a one-year-old? One year old celebrate the pending Chinuch issues. So the answer is, somebody made this up. I, th- I think we're having a problem with these occasions. They keep inventing new things, the putting donuts on the wall, which I have, we try to be a miyashiv, at least we had the thing. There's no salt there. This I don't have any issue for. That is no hetar to put a cake. You say, kids do it all the time and eat. Of course they do. Those are kids. It's a Rashi. It says, Yosef gave all the shvatim Eichel because kids smash things and throw things overboard. We, we did that already. Those are kids. You don't have to stand over them like a policeman. Okay. But to put a cake in front of them, the sole purpose is to smash it up and take it apart and have it all over the tables and the walls and the clothing. They have like jumpsuits for these things with plastic all over the place. It sounds like the Smash Bars, really. That's where, does Xavier a smash, smash? They're not dangerous, either of those, <laughs> once you pet everything. It's, it's a real. Chukasayim uh, is either precious, nonsensical. Nonsensical is when it's going to be us or who would want to smash a cake. They think it's cute. Why don't you take. Uh, I think a baby is cuter, actually, when you dress them up for the first birthday. And uh, you want to have a cake in front. The whole birthday starts off on the wrong foot. Let me just remind everybody. We were a of the mini. There's what to be said in Khan. Many plays come out fire and brimstone against the birthday in the first place. Okay, so make a birthday party. You want to have a cake? Okay, the shahidla, cake, it's round. We were Mayashev, we had kulas on all those things. All those are shahla, it starts off on the wrong foot. Then the candles that really get you into very hot territory, especially when they're lit. And then when you blow them out, which Baruch Hashem a one-year-old can't do, so then the ads are doing it, then you're a bit over the line. And now we're doing Bizyan Eichlin on and we're celebrating, we're taking pictures of Bizain Eichlin and Baltashkis. So Baltashkis I can answer by the way, I can say, Wow, if we're having a good time and this is how we have a good time. Maybe it's not Baltash, but still That I don't have a for. But says, maybe I can get out of it, even though it's ridiculous. Why would you take f- food and destroy it? Why don't you think of some other activity? I'd rather put the cake on a hook. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So, of course, it's a Geisha's. I don't know who invented it. And one of the people commented on it said that uh, it was a Geisha. They said there's something going on because they're bringing it to, uh, to England and it came from America. And why would anybody <coughs> smash a cake? And nobody knows where this came from. And there are thousands of cake lives that are being lost. I don't know where, why they got into that, but it's, um, it's insane. So I uh, just heard about this this morning. I asked a couple of people, and they said, yeah, they've heard of it. I didn't ask the next question, because if they've heard of it, chances are they probably made a birthday party for their one-year-old with this smash cake. So that doesn't make them villains. I don't have a head for the Eichlin here. This is real Bizaia Eichlin. Put a cake for the sole purpose of destroying it. <laughs> I don't get what pictures you're taking so if you were about to celebrate uh, anybody ever hear this? this? no one's going to admit it now you've heard of this?
1: why? okay
0: so, why? stop and think for a minute if you weren't in this sugya, would you think that's normal? so somebody asked me a kasha you hear this, you hear this wonderful kasha? he yes, asked the kasha has to be a mutter why? he says there's no different than throwing a pie in somebody's face I looked at him like he had four heads I said he had no sense. <laughs> That's the same exact thing. You take a pie and you're ruining it and you're assaulting somebody. Okay, let's say he gave uh, you a shoe. The pies they use, they don't, it's not edible. It's like shaving cream. And, uh... Good. But if you took a real pie, but this person thinks it's a real pie, so what's the difference? I said, absolutely right. There is no difference. They're both also. And it's be Zion Eichlin. I think it's about Tashus also, but even if you want to argue that we're using it constructively, having a good time, okay, so with the pies, are having a good time, maybe. I, it's, it's ridiculous. It shows a total disregard. It's scary because. This whole sugia, uh, you all remember the Garan Brachas where Abid saw they were tossing some bread around and he said, obviously there's enough bread over here for everybody and there's too much bread and you know guys don't appreciate it. And there was a famine afterwards, Ahmad islam This all comes from affluence. In Europe, I guarantee you, if they ever had cake, they weren't smashing it. That I can guarantee you. I don't think they had too much cake, but if they ever had it, they weren't smashing it. It's 90% cream. Cream is edible. Uh, I think uh, most people would vote that cream is the best part. Yes. If, uh, if you have a birthday for a one-year-old, and it's not a smash cake, a regular cake, and he starts doing what kids do, he starts eating them, and everybody's laughing. Are you supposed to stop it? No, I don't have a problem with that. If if it's really put there, for half a minute, uh, that he's going to take a few uh, swipes at it, and he's going to lick his finger, and it's cute. Uh, okay. What kids do, it's all it you know what? The problem over here is they're not doing it. That oh, this is a cake, and this is what kids do. Because kids do this, they're getting, like you said, 90% cream so the kid can make a huge mess of the cake and the cake can be all over the place and they think that's funny. Well, guess what? The Gemara didn't think that was funny. The Gemara held it that way. If it's uh, it's edible, if you tell me the pie is being thrown in people's face, I don't know anybody who ever did that for a birthday party. Uh, That's uh, 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 Okay, so if it's not real cream, if it's shaving cream, so then, uh, Shiloh, why are you wasting shaving cream? Okay. Uh, shaving cream is a mirchot, but somebody might use a razor, so get rid of all the shaving cream in the pies, and you're in good shape. Uh, no, but uh, the people who it's not us are for to use uh, here. F- there's a pie crust? No, I don't know anything about... I don't know. Maybe there is. It's ridiculous. It, it's, uh, so yes, if you really put a cake, and the kid likes cake, why don't you get a smaller cupcake or something? They make this dafka, so it makes a royal mess. Let's this one. What? No, it's My cursory look? That's uh, a real big There's like a hole they have to put plastic It reminds me of the smash room though they're padding the walls and there. Yeah, the oh. yeah, what... yeah. Yeah, So I so people can say it's so cute. Why, why, before we decide what's cute, why don't we look at the, these are we spent the last few months, uh design here in this case Bizana worst, is clearly usher and has negative ramifications for Panossa issues, Why would somebody want to mess with this? What? What, what about the party game? The balloon. Is that's that shaving cream. That no, that's shaving cream. No, that's fine. That's fine. You can say it's about if you uh, go on a merry-go-round. It's, uh, it's using uh, electricity or gasoline. No, that's not. If you're having fun, you can you can spend money and uh, use some shaving cream. I have a good. On food. what about Jello? Jello's food. No, but I'm saying Jello. Could, is, uh... Jell-O is very cute, but if you're throwing it at people, that's a problem. No, 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 okay. I understand, but it's like. I understand it. So it moves around. It's a cute it's food. Fun. It's, more, it's fun. Okay. It's if the kid not, likes know, jello. Fun. No, it's a good thing. So the kid likes jello, a little cup of jello, and he gets some of it. There's a chance he'll get some of it in his mouth, and it's not a vada that you're destroying the whole thing. Here, it's like 1% of the thing. It's a big cake, and it's, I think it's a design. But I don't think... You can't decide... No, no play dough is not made as food. No, it's kids eat it. Well, that's the, problem. that's the problem we have with all the arts and crafts that you said some of these, a lot of these little food grade. But is flour. Yeah, so they made it already. We're not fueling the market. It's the same thing I tell people when they realize, as they learn the sugi of kalayim uh, and, uh, and cross-breeding pears, they realize all of a sudden that uh, it should be us to eat tangerines because they're cross-breeding, at least the original generation... I said, no, the product is Muta Redievet. We know that for sure. He said, but we're fueling the market. I said, I don't know what type of Nazi propaganda that is, but we're not fueling the market. <laughs> we don't own everything. He said, we don't? I said, that's propaganda. We, don't, I, we buy oranges. We're not making a dent in the Florida orange market. And if we'd all stop buying tangerines, it wouldn't make a huge of difference. And if somebody finds out that it does, then in a the khanami we'd have a problem, but not for the tangerine. Once they have it, they have the, the seeds. It's they, the new hybrid that they're making. I don't think uh, we're fueling the market. But maybe we will if they stop serving cake at the one year old birthday party Maybe they'll start serving exotic fruits. It's pretty wild. What? It's not it's not the dough. It's like a grain cracker that's smashed up In what? Inside a an aluminum pan. And then on top of that they put the cake on top. And this is for the smash cake? Because again, they it's a pie you can't throw a pie at somebody and you keep in with his is you can't be it's not bread that doesn't make a difference that's what I'm saying this is not a din of throwing bread this is a din in the Gemara says we, we spent a week on this the Gemara says if you take something and you throw it and it hits the ground and it gets smushed it's also See, how can you feed kids the answer is you can't micromanage them and stand over them so if something gets wasted and they make a mess they make a mess but not to give it to them here the purpose is to make a mess of this I'm not talking about the mess on the walls. I'm about to make this cake into gooey slop that no one's gonna to touch with a 10-foot pole. If they did the same thing while he sits at a table? That's fine. Supper, yeah, you, could, you don't need one year thing. old birthday for that. You could take pictures, breakfast, lunch, and so supper in most houses. <laughs> piece, piece <laughs> just uh, take a kid in the high chair, of course you know, he's of just, a <laughs> making a mess of it. You that's that's not, people don't find that. cute. cake, it's the same problem. If yeah, yeah you can't do an ass to destroy the cake. give him a piece cake. Give him human bites. Yesed gave Lachem the Fiat taf, but he didn't give them extra cake per child for birthday parties. I can guarantee you that. It's pretty pelvic. We, we live in a very affluent society, and this is the result. No one would ever dream in the worst nightmare of doing this to anything that had the shame food on it. They, they would never dream of it. Okay. That's just the, uh, the uh, news for now. If you take a look at the last page, you have it. The last page of yesterday's copy. One more welcome. before we go on to the next copies and we're going to start the Tephrase Yisrael. But I'm trying to give you some backup information. This is back to Tzvi's question, what are we using the Machs shekel and the Lishka and the various things for? And where does this apply for our Edan makashiras HaShiris versus HaTarachatz manam shi Yisrael, which is what we're going to examine through the eyes of the Tephrase Yisrael. And this is one of the rides he's going to bring. So take a look at this Mishnah Shkallam, the bracket is six lines down. Meiser shayari Lishka. So the Lishka, the General Koopa was used for all sorts of things in the mission even for ear, year, uh, for the barriers and security of the city and the like. Meiser shayari Lishka, If afterwards they had a surplus in the budget, what'd they do with it then? So it's a machlekes. Which is things that will be needed by the people coming to the base of dish to buy. It's a great business idea. Uh, there are people who bring monochas and various uh, carbonas. They're gonna need yayin, so they're need zahayin. they're gonna need shemen, they're gonna need salus. Very popular items, three very popular items. So buy these things and then sell them to the people that come, meaning you have an in-house kiosk in the base of dish. Vasha la and the market up and make money. Why not raise money for hektish? Div Rebbe Shmol. Rabbi Ki Vaymer. Ein Mestachrin b'shal hektish. says, you don't make money for like that. Why not? So look at the Karban On the right-hand side. Meitzah, sheri Elishka, mashnisha, Acha, Shanas, Memtikon, Here, you still have left over. Baruch Hashem had a good year. Low expenses. So there are people, thousands of people coming in every day. It's a great item to sell in-house. Uh, we would, I think, automatically just based on our American mind of marketing and uh, deriving businesses out of businesses. There's a lot of they build on their own business, so they start. Selling to themselves. This is very popular in nursing homes and all these things, and that's a good way. It's great. Nothing that's a good way to make money. So, Rabbi Shmuel said, It's a surplus this year, so buy it and you'll have extra money. Kazabi Kiba says, No, you shouldn't do that, even though it's a great business idea. Next, Carbon A. Mestar, Anias, He said, We're not, this is the base of Mikdish. It's a public entity, the most Hush of a high-ended public entity, and it's embarrassing that the Beis HaMittish wouldn't be able to raise enough money from the regular revenues and the private donations that they have to now have an in-house kiosk selling the commodities that are needed for the private individual who comes in. I would think, by the way, it's a convenience. Rabbi Kiva doesn't agree with that either. Matter of fact, Rabbi Shmuel doesn't even say that reason. He just says, we want to make money, Ms. Dockman. Rabbi says, no, they're, they're, the markup over there, they can't mark it up huge. No, they have a uh, fair market value. And they'll mark it up a little bit and they'll have a makolet. So Rabbi Kiva says, you don't need a makolet in the dish, and it's not pekavadik. And Lushan over here is, She'en, Aniyah, makamashiris genai Hula, hekdish. It's considered a genai. This is a very important, this is going to be one of the Marmachimites of the Feres Yisrael, is that this could have made money, and here we say, yeah, none at that cost, cost of the covered, and don't have a kiosk. I'm not sure, because L'Chari, they did have something in-house. It could be, Rabbi Kiva's just saying, don't make money off of it. Don't buy extra when you have surplus cash, and buy more. I don't think he's against selling it in-house for the convenience of people buying it, but then do it at cost as a public service. But making money, people are going to say, ah, oh, Pesemitech just really must not be such a popular place, Islam, because look, they're, they're down to selling some shemen with a 15% markup. So Rabbi Shmuel thought 15% is 15%, and uh, Rabbi Kiva says, no. Rabbi So, with that in mind, take a look at the Teferi Sistral in front of you. This time we'll start reading it again, actually. We started the first one, Perik Hay, in Tamud, Mishnah. Okay, and you will see the Mishnah we began two nights ago. Misha the Remember, they had a girl for the Keteris. And the Kayan next to him was his assistant, and he went with a shovel to get hot coal. And he got the hot coal from deep inside the mezbeach. Not the deepest part, because that would be already ashes. So you want coals. Not a kesef. He takes the shovel. Maybe you see it? Not a kesef. the mezbeach. He went up the ramp. Pina, moved around a little bit, and he took now, he has in his silver shovel the coals needed for his uh, partner, who's now going to Bring the guitarist with it. Yarad ve'Iran. he takes the coals, he pours it, l'saych shazav, and the person bringing the guitarist is holding a golden shovel. So the question is, why are we starting? If everything in the fallback position is gold, why are we using silver? And the answer is, if you look down at the first Yisrael in Chav the first column toward the bottom is a bracket there, l'ochitah b'shalzav, d'tayrach, chasa, almam, and Yisrael. So here we have the other rule. We just... Mentioned that... And he's you have Ashirus, you have, have covered, you know, penny pinch. And here we don't use gold, we use silver, which is expensive, but it's not gold. Afar Gad, the phrase of Saul, says that... It says the big dick which often got dirty, if it was a speck here, a speck there, they'd wash it, otherwise they'd be changing it every single day. But if it got really dirty and was still able to wash, that you don't do... Nishum de'en aniyas comes a point, just had a fresh wardrobe for the Kayin so he's noting the first theory. He will have a few more and give him a halach. da so the rule is going to be that there is a claw. We possibly both aniyas makamashirus. They have to have a general outlook of COVID. We're not penny pinching. And there's ravchus. This is a public institution and it's the base of mikdash. Of public institutions. It's the greatest of them all, and is making Even in the base of Mictish, there's still a concept of a chasal Manashi Srol. You don't waste money. And Ferrestral says it's going to boil down to how much money it's costing, how much extra money, and how much COVID is being detracted. And that's a call by Chazal, but he's gonna give you, we're gonna go through, he has many examples, go through some of them. He's give enough examples where you're gonna get a feel for. When do we say spend the extra money? It's more of a coverdig. Don't make extra money a penny say a pennies there on some cellulose and shaman and run a kiosk. That's not a terachas terakas and all that's ananas So when do we apply it? The application is gonna be fascinating. Take a look at the next page. And we'll start the most startling example. And this is why Tafrezal has such an arichas on this, because he has quite a kasha on this. The next page you should have a Mishnah Shkolan, Perichas, Mishnah? See that? So look, uh, one line down. They had a parikis. They had two, as a matter of fact. Between the kedish and the Kadesh gadashim. Two huge parikis, huge. Like it went all the way up to the ceiling, and the kind would walk in this way, and once a year, would go into the Kadesh gadashim. So, how much did this thing cost? If you've seen some of the pictures of them, I would say, a mock-up of what the Beis would look like, and it has some uh, videos of it. Gorgeous. So you picture you being there, and you're very little on the video compared to this huge object. Obviously, it's going to be expensive. How expensive? So, if you're ready for this. Shmeinim Bishte riboy nanases. That's 820,000-something golden ducats, we'll call them, just for lack of a better word. That's off the charts and expensive. And that's not the biggest pillar. So we're talking about, let's uh, call it dinari V'ishtayim And they made two a year. That's, we're just going to translate like that for now, because that's how many translate it. Two a year, 820,000 dinarim at a shot. That would make it by far the most the most expensive thing in the Beit HaMidji, and that doesn't bother us so much they made a beautiful thing, it separates the Keshach and the kedushim. we don't have an issue with that. Why are they changing it twice a year? Well, that's an expensive thing to put together twice a year. So take a look at the Barat first. first. He gives three pshatim what this number is. mehem. So the first shot is that it's not angel 20,000 dinarm, it's angel 20,000 strands which is still a fabulous work of art, and a lot went into it, and probably expensive, but not the amount. Pirish Acher, Minyan dinar that's golden ducats, Golden dinar. Sha'ayu Allah. So the middle Pshat is, all three Pshatim are viable Pshatim, he's quoting all three. So could be age an of 20,000 Chutim, and of course, an age of 20,000 20, Dinaram. Third Pshat, Yesh Tfarm, She'katzebem, B'Shemayinim, V'Shtayim, Rebois, so this is already 82 young women who knew how to sew very well and put together. Now that's the least peladic of all of them. So the last shot's going to be the easiest. You had a whole team of expert young girls working on it. Gavaldik. The middle pshat, going to be very difficult. We're going to deal with it. The first shot. It was very complex, 820,000 strands. Okay, I don't know much about sewing, but that can be done. A very, very high, complex, and high-quality piece. The middle one, 820,000 dinarm. That sounds like a lot, number one. Number two, okay, we can spend uh, Ananias and Makamashiras. Why are we replacing it twice a year? And uh, just the last line of the mission, and then we'll pick it up. Next time, it was so large you need 300 whenever that to be table when it got tamay you need 300 300 in shas as you know the 300 400 is often not the real number it's a guzman it represents deep uh, things and it happens to be they say it over here but that's what's significant look at the even if it didn't become tame, the first time you use it Having never become tameh, you still got to be tabled to put it into use. Certainly, if it became tameh afterwards. Three hundred. What's the number? Three hundred. This Namas nisan loshen guzma. The Gemara says this vahavaihu meant a lot of kainim. Could be there were two hundred fifty. Could be there were three hundred. It means it was a lot. But it was very heavy, very big. A lot of kainim were at table the first time, and if it got tameh, the table the second time. I want to point out, and we'll stop here, and that is that if they're pointing out that 300 is a gizmo, that means 820,000 is not. Otherwise, they point out that both numbers are guzma. And we know 820,000, of twenty thousand, that's too odd a number to be a guzma. We know 300, 400, that's farm written on what it means. I'll pick up all of what the numbers represent. Angel of twenty thousand is as random a number as you can get. As a matter of fact, it's almost one in a million that number. So that's not a gizmo. So what the phrase troll is gonna to want to know is okay, and I need a smoke my Spending almost a million dinar according to the middle shot twice a year? For what? That's what he wants to know. And um, Tracy is, it's a good thing he asked this Kasher, besides maybe on the same shot the Mishnah. He's going to go through the examples of shots when we say it when we don't say it, it doesn't fit into his pattern. So before everybody leaves, the poll over here. We do this poll every year. I don't like to give the Yavanim any of their uh, defeat back. So we'd like to have some learning of Hanukkah. And there's no on Sunday morning already. Uh, so, um, anybody gonna be here in any particular light that we have, Rave of the Elam? I'd say we do. Just, we do all the days and Thursday. Uh, <laughs> I think you said that last year also, and you're right. However, uh, Thursday's not happening, uh, but uh, anybody have any just uh, quick, otherwise, we'll. Let me know by email, the Mascana, but is Monday night a uh, big Masiba night? Because it's very advantageous this year. You have Thursday night going into a Shabbos. You can have Masibas Shabbos. You can have Masibas with cake. Just don't put your hands on them too much. Uh, give them to your kids in small measure. You can have Mitzvah Shabbos Sunday. By the time you're ready, Monday, you're probably all Masiba out. No? Or is that wishful thinking? Or <laughs> What? So, anybody here uh, going to be here Monday night? What? Monday. Looks like you are. Okay, so we're going to try for Monday night, and then we'll let you know afterwards. So Monday night, make a concerted effort. You can have them at but just start it either at 9.30.